1: forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all
0: caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. Hello. (laughs) What is that accent? (laughs) My name is Enigo Montoya. (laughs) (laughs) Hello.
1: We've been preparing for this because April's going to read... Someone's review. Maybe she's reading that accent. Someone's yeah. review, like we said, if you write us reviews on iTunes and you can make a request for an, a specific accent, we like reviews because it helps our podcast. Although one of you listeners just, yes, so yes, you <laughs> said that you gave us a four star um, instead of five because. We haven't responded to enough sex questions, and we deserve that. You should. But we do s-
0: apologize almost every episode. But that's, yeah, but I understand. We'll take your four stars. But you gave us one star. But he only <laughs> gave us one star. I think by accident. He's like, I gave you four stars because. Yeah. So. Um. So, anyways, we're gonna read a review from a listener. We are. And as Amy said, we do appreciate all of your reviews. We do read all of them, actually. So if you have the time, take a minute. Give us a five-star review if you love us on iTunes. We love reading them. They're inspiring and beautiful, and we love them. So this person wanted it in a Polish accent, but I'm not really sure how to do that. I'm going to do my best, okay? Polish accent. It's not very long. This is titled life-saving from your biggest fan Sydney from New York. Maybe in a Polish accent if you would like. I don't even know how to do a Polish accent. I'll just I'll just start it out. Tony Montana. <laughs> um I'll just do that at the end. April and Amy are the kind of women needed in this world. Spreading love and sexual knowledge and helping me learn about myself. If you are ever struggling, ever curious, or just want to fill yourself with info, these are the ladies for that. I love you, Chip and Dip. Nastrovia, Sydney. Nastrovia.
1: Beautiful, Chip. Love it. Thank you. You're you're so good. Thanks. Gracias. Yes. De nada. De nada. Um, Yeah, so everyone, if you want to write us a review, feel free to write us a review. And if you're the person that wrote us a one-star review that you meant to do four, go ahead and change it if you like. That would be awesome. And we're trying to get to the sex questions. Um, And uh, the survey thing, too, we do do have a survey on our website where we're surveying our... all right listeners and we're not responding to the questions that you res- you write on the survey what we're doing is we're using them to just create ma- certain material so if you write it's something our compass, basically yeah, to help like, us we'll, we'll look at it and it will give us ideas for a future podcast and who we're speaking to and what they want us to read so or to do p- episodes on and we'll go on there and check that out again so that we can speak to y'alls um <clears throat> I have something in my throat, so I might cough on you guys again. So I'm so sorry, but oh, not you guys, y'all. <laughs> I like that y'all, y'all, y'all now. Oh. Uh, okay, so this episode is on a number of things. It's it's kind of a follow up from the episode we did on sex trafficking, um, although it's still very different. It's with someone who works as a laundry and fetish model. And they actually uh, share some information with us about the FOSTA-SESTA laws that are affecting censorship and especially people who are working in the erotic industry. But just to
0: be clear, it really affects us all because Everyone. it's not only affecting porn stars, which actually it doesn't affect porn stars as much as it affects lingerie models, um, nude models, sex workers, sex workers. But uh-huh. it affects us as a whole because it is really um, taking away from some of our rights as humans for self-expression. And I think that that's a scary thing to dive into in general. When our freedom of self-expression is being taken away, we have to think about what that means. I mean, does that mean you're a nursing mother and you can't, um, take a photo of yourself nursing your child because your nipples exposed in the photo? That is what it means actually. Yeah. Um, because the foster laws cover nudity in general, especially third party sites that are yeah, um, it's most, it's like Instagram. The third, yeah. So if you're a, a nursing or a mother or yeah. you're a model, a fashion model, and you have a nipple exposed in some beautiful you know, piece of fashion you're wearing, that is technically illegal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And again, we say this in the podcast, but, um, you know, nipples and, and other body parts are um, allowed to be expressed in so many cultures and it's all contextual and it's all based on the culture and a time period. And a lot of people just don't think about that. They're like, oh, it's the children when really the children in other cultures are seeing nips and they're just fine. So it's just
0: something like to think, get outside, get out of your own way and to think outside the box when of you, what you've been taught. And when you don't make something a huge deal, it doesn't become a huge deal yeah. like drinking wine they'd start drinking wine in italy i'm not kidding at like the age of eight or nine it's not it's an acceptable thing mm-hmm. and there's probably less alcoholism in italy I, I have to look at the stats but uh if you then there then there is in the united states because we put a lot into rules and regulations around drinking alcohol mm-hmm. for instance same yeah. with france i mean nudity in france they had a nude catwalk through the cities of paris like naked models walking as some, it was um, to raise awareness for something. This was back about two years ago and it was beautiful and it was like public in the streets and mm. people took photos of it. And now we live in a society where
1: no nip,
0: no nip, wah, wah.
1: Damn it. free the nip. Well, and this episode, while it has some, some political aspects, it's also kind of sexy because um, our guest speaker shares some stories about being a laundry and fetish model and, uh, um, experiences that they've had, and it kind of uh, sounds exciting. And it's fun, super exciting, like jet setting yeah. all
0: over the world, modeling. And she's
1: a hot woman with an Australian accent. So yeah, tune in yeah. for this, it's and cute. check out our website or Instagram because they'll have some sexy photos.
0: And if here. you haven't done so, follow us on Instagram, Shameless Sex Podcast. On Instagram, we're also on Twitter under the same name, Shameless Sex Podcast. And come hunt us now. Yeah, hunt come us Come hang off. out with us. Uh,
1: and lastly, there's also some open relationship tips in here. Really quickly, it's just, it's just like a brief uh, moment in open relationship land. Um, so just some tips on um, our our speakers who is in open relationship, uh, her opinion on what has worked best for her open relationship. So a lot of useful information. We're going to keep it nice and short and sweet today and just dive right in the podcast. Did you have anything else you want to share with us? I chill? am
0: sapping on some Margin's wine. Oh, ah, she's back on the wine. Yeah, finally. I've been waiting for the finally. day. Well, the technically when this podcast airs, I'll be back off, back off the wine. Oh, you're going back off of it? Yeah, I'm going to do a two-day-a-week thing. Oh, you went on and off. Yeah. So I'm not going to yeah. put super strict boundaries on myself. So when we're, yeah. fi- when we're recording podcasts, as long as it's not every day, I will drink with you. I hope everyone knows that we're not alcoholics. No. Like we're not just like heavy because we talk
1: about wine all the time, but it's just become tradition that when we podcast, we drink wine and we just
0: like wine, it's
1: but we're not like waking up and drinking the wine. Yeah, so it's a ritual for us. Yeah. And
0: wine uh-huh. is beautiful. We're not drinking five glasses. We're having a glass. Yeah. And you know what? No judgment. If you have five glasses, go for it. But uh, Margin's Wine, if you haven't done so, she's making beautiful, beautiful wine. New releases are coming in July. So sign up for her newsletter at marginswine.com. Her name is Megan, who makes the wine, and she's quite talented. Um, She went to school to be a vintner, and she is amazing. Amazing. So check it out. Um, And, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to add. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Should we go for it? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, everyone. So as promised, we are going to dive into our podcast. First, I will read the bio of our wonderful guest speaker. So Kimberly K has traveled both domestically and abroad to some of the most remote locations and exclusive parties, modeling for audiences with widely diverse sexual tastes. As she's met friends in all sorts of walks of life, they piqued her desires to explore her own limits. Her new website, KimberlyKModel.com, is a photo and video journal as she explores what turns her on and the power of sex in our society. And let me just let you know that it's Kimberly Kay, K-I-M-B-E- Rlykmodel
0: dot Welcome, Kimberly.
2: Hi, Kimberly. Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Sounds amazing. Your life, exclusive parties, remote locations.
2: I want your life. I know. <laughs>
0: wow. What's the most remote location you've ever traveled to?
2: Oh wow. Um. I've been. I've been all over. I've been to Africa and parts of Asia and. Europe and obviously I'm from Australia, so I've done every every continent except Antarctica, which is still on the list.
0: Oh nice. <laughs> Ooh, nude modeling in Antarctica. <laughs> it might be cold. <laughs> no it nipple prepping needed.
2: <laughs> it might cure me of my fear of the cold. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got I could use some of that. Um, so can you start by telling us some of your work as a laundry and fetish model, like how you got into it and what that work looks like?
2: Um, well, I think like when I was a teenager, I, I saw models and I kind of just had this idea that they had to be, you know, rake thin and this certain type of body and this, you know, but then um, I became an adult and I kind of fell ass backwards into it and because um, I was a professional dancer and then, um, yeah, it just kind of fell into that. I've been the person who is says yes to the things that most people say no to so people say you want to get naked and have a live snake crawl over <laughs> crawl all over you and I say yes or they say you want to get naked and get covered in paint and I say yes so <laughs> awesome. um, I sort of fell into the more you know the risque the more dangerous side of it and as a result I discovered that um, modeling, you know, there's is, is, is so many kinds of models. You know, now you've got all the cosplay models and that whole thing happening, all different kind of kinks. You know, the internet has just kind of, been a Pandora's box for for people's different kinks and fetishes and then you've, you know you've got the girls who are at parties and girls who go to you know the racetracks I mean it's like there are so many different kinds of models and I realized oh cool I don't have to kind of starve myself or get surgery and I can still like do really outrageous things and have my picture taken doing them
1: and have a beautiful, natural, gorgeous body. I've seen you before. What are you, like, 6'1"? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I wish. No, I'm 5'10". one okay. in heels, probably. <laughs> yeah, she's like,
1: 5'10", beautiful, tall, Australian blonde. Come on, everyone. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, can you tell our listeners what cosplay is? Because a lot of people won't know what that is, and you commented on that.
2: Oh, yeah. Cosplay is, like, I guess the you know, with Comic Con and that whole culture coming up. Um, there's a lot of models who, um, they specialize in cosplay and they'll, you know, they'll become the characters and they'll have these crazy, outrageous Photo shoots in these awesome, you know, superhero costumes, and and they'll get flown all around the world to go to Comic Con and and dress up as and get paid to be there in as a certain character. But that's a particular niche. I would love to get into it, but um, my boobs aren't quite big enough. But <laughs> hopefully, I can get like the long-legged superheroes. <laughs> you
0: could be. Uh, there's so many. What what was that? Uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, oh she's yeah. She's like. She's totally. You could do Harley Quinn. She's not big boobs no
2: she's (laughs)
0: she's petite but yeah Yeah. well
2: I once I once was dressed up for a party as Wonder Woman and this this guy came to hit on me and I um I wasn't I wasn't interested um and I kind of uh made that clear that I wasn't interested and then he said he turns around and goes oh well I thought Wonder Woman was supposed to have big tits. And I was like, oh, oh god, sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the best you got.
1: Yes. All right. So a note to anyone listening, that's not a good pickup line. And your defensiveness is not welcome. No, no, no. <laughs> um, what do you, so as for doing fetish and nude modeling, uh, I'm sure there's like a little, an, an a, a rush that you get out of it or like a sense of empowerment. Can you describe a little bit about that feeling other than, of course, you make money for it. But like, what does it feel like for you?
2: It feels really, um, after a while you totally forget that you're naked and then people have to tell you that you're naked, um, which can be interesting. I was at a shoot the other week and, um, we were in a sound studio and the guy who runs the sound studio came to show me where, you know, something was and I said, okay, great. I'll come with you. And he says, uh, you're going to need to put some clothes on though. And I, and I was like, oh, damn, I've spent so many hours in the nude that I, that didn't occur to me. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, it usually takes people about 10 to 15 minutes to get over the fact that you're naked. Um, I was at a party the other night, again, naked, covered in paint <laughs> um, for this cool event downtown. And, yeah, some people were like, oh, my God, can I have a selfie with you? And then other people were kind of like, Oh my god, she's naked, and they they kind of couldn't get past that, and and they'd only look at me when I was turned away, and it was really, <laughs> it was really
0: funny. Sounds sexy, downtown LA.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh, it
0: was this cool. cool event. It was
2: like sponsored by by Ease. And so there was just a bunch of like um like different music artists and um there was a visual artist and there was lots of weed and alcohol it was, it was a cool event.
0: And fetish modeling is that more I'm picturing because some of our listeners may not know um but it, and maybe I don't know either but um is that more using like leather and kind of latex things like that?
2: Yeah, yes, latex is um, latex is so much fun. I didn't really. That was one of those things I didn't think I'd be into it until it was on my body. And and uh, once you get in the latex, um, especially a cat suit. And then you look in the mirror and you're like, "Wow, I am a superhero! <laughs> this is amazing." Um, yeah, but the fetish—it um, depends what. Like, I have big feet, so I don't really get the feet thing much. <laughs> um, but I get the um, long leg fetish. So I, I, you know, I've been paid to dress up in in heels that are, you know, one foot tall platform. Oh my God. Um, which have been you know I've feared for my life, but that you know taking an already tall woman and making her just obscenely tall is um you know some tends to be the 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 niche I fit into <laughs> um but yeah, the fetish stuff is uh I guess i've found out more about fetish from from the different things that i've been asked to do um there's so many there was once i I got asked um for a shoot who had um a fetish for. Um, women with big Adam's apples, and I had to send in a picture, a picture of my neck as like an audition, and uh, I got rejected. I, my Adam's apple was not big enough, so I, I missed out on that shoot.
1: Damn so yeah. It.
0: This- <laughs> I wonder if my Adam's apple is big enough. I don't, I don't
1: think, think so. I think you'd get rejected. I
0: don't think so. You'd get rejected. What's the so what's the most interesting in your opinion experience you've had with modeling like whether it's the Adam's apple thing or the snake running over your body. I'm just curious because it sounds like you have a wide variety of different um, experiences under your belt and I just want to know like the wildest or most interesting one to you.
2: I think I mean I don't know if it's just because it's so fresh in my memory, but the snake, the experience with the snakes was really, was really incredible. Because initially he uh, he pulled out the first snake because there were three different ones I shot with, and and he had it around his neck. And this is a boa, you know, a Colombian boa, and he's about to place it around my neck. And um, and he says, now just know that the snake has no legs or arms, so. What the snake fears most is falling because, you know, it's got nothing to cling on to. So the first thing he's going to do is wrap around your body wherever he can. So I was like, oh, okay. And then he put the snake on my neck. And the first thing I felt it do was squeeze around my neck. And I thought, oh, you know, usually I would have felt a boa around my neck squeezing. I would have freaked out. But the fact that he explained the psychology of the snake to me, I got to Relax into it and actually the more relaxed I got the snakes could feel it because they feel they sense uh, in vibration and heat they have like this um, heat vision but so they can sense your heartbeat and your fear and so the the more relaxed I got actually the the more snuggly they got and and they were all three of them I got kisses with two different snakes that day two of them like put their tongue on my lips it was oh, wow. it was so it was so cool and I just couldn't believe how how cuddly and friendly they were
1: um I know that our listeners who are terrified of snakes are like cringing right now. <laughs> and our listeners that aren't, they're like, Ooh, that's, I want, I want that experience. Cause that sounds, that sounds like kind of almost like a spiritual experience to be, um, like aligned vibrationally with a snake.
0: I was picturing like a music video. Oh, the, oh, yeah. like um,
1: I'm a slave for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But Britney Spears moment. Um, so I love okay. That song. I, have, I have a question though, because we just we just did a podcast, and this when this one airs, this will be two podcasts that go now. Um, and we were talking about sex trafficking, and I know that you don't have anything to do with that, but um, there's the laws, the FOSTA-SESTA laws that we t- commented on in that episode, but uh, we all, both the the guest speaker and ourselves, we didn't have a lot of information on it, and I know that. Uh, it's affecting the nude modeling and the fetish modeling world, and uh, that you are quite the activist. So, can you tell us a little bit about that laws, how they're affecting people who do erotic work, um, and what your opinions are on them?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, it's it's not actually sex worker just sex workers who this uh, is going to affect. It's actually everybody because um, it's an across the board rule that basically makes websites now responsible for third party content, which they weren't, um, prior to, and that's, that was the boom of social media and, you know, things like Facebook and stuff, because they weren't responsible for whatever happened, whatever was posted, they weren't responsible for it. And now they are, which is why you're seeing all these security measures tightening up. And so it's, it's really the, um, I mean, it's really a a question of freedom of expression and, um, and censorship and not and now it's not just censorship but it's now censorship we we're now being held responsible for other people's actions which is that that part is new and that part i i believe is is dangerous and um i actually have uh because of my work i've been in many circles and i i have a lot of friends you know who are directly affected you know sex workers escorts doms porn stars you know this is, i have i have friends in every Every industry, and you know, and and I've talked with them about, it and and a lot of them who are really incensed because, the, you know, the the backlash. I'm sure that the initial intention of of these laws was, you know, was to get the traffickers and to stop that. But really, in the end, it's it's actually the trafficked victims who are going to hurt the most from this. Because, yes, while Backpage was found out to have been helping. The traffickers and advertise, but that's also how a lot of parents were then able to find their daughters again. And so, them going after Backpage and shutting that down, and now there's a lot of parents, and you know, it's going to be forced further underground into the dark web, where a lot of you know a lot of people may not have that you know technological. Uh, savvy or uh, that kind of access to to figure out where they are in the dark web. And so there's, you know, there's a smaller chance of these parents actually finding their children now. So it's actually gone totally against the initial intention and the people who need to be helped. And it's actually then affecting a whole bunch of people across the board um, now who have nothing to do with trafficking. And also there's really no room in the conversation whatsoever about consensual and non-consensual sex work, um, in the eyes of the law they're actually all, all under the one umbrella and I find that, I've always found that um, really bizarre because when you think about, you know, consensual age for sex, there we have a distinction in the law between a minor and an adult, but when it comes to... Sex work. There's um, we're all treated as children, and there is, there is no category for um, adults who choose this line of work or any line of work um, that isn't porn. porn's really the only legal sex work in the industry,
1: which is so interesting because I know that even in the porn world, like the person that did the podcast with us two episodes ago, they were in the porn world and they said there was a lot of coercion and a lot of really. Um, hurtful, scary things that were happening there in their experience. And so, and and of course, there's some people that are doing porn that love it and they're doing it, they're, you know, they're doing it working for companies that aren't coercing them and, and et cetera, et cetera. But it's not to say that that, there's you know there's one industry where it's somehow safer or more morally acceptable than all these other ones. It really just doesn't quite make sense. So it just seems like there's just some lobbying going on for who's making the money and you know the folks that like porn and want to keep it legal. And um, but how so? How is it affecting you now in your modeling work? Um, is it harder for you to find? Um, to find work? Is it harder for you to protect yourself? Or is there like what what is that looking like for you? Well, this is
2: actually I mean, I'm I'm a bit of a uh I'm kind of swimming upstream against the grain right now. Everybody's kind of going more uh more conservative, you know, having to cover up their nipples and whatnot, um, which I think is absurd. Um so and people are having to change change their branding and change their presentation. Um, but for me, it actually kind of propelled me into I've always wanted to do this exclusive content thing. Like I've been on a job and, um, you know, people have asked my Instagram and asked if I have in- exclusive content. And so it's kind of been simmering in my imagination for a while. But Um, it all kind of came about at the same time when I decided to do the exclusive content and around that time every single picture with my nipples with any kind of nip slip um, evidence was quickly removed from either my Twitter or my Instagram Um, and so I kind of felt really like oh they're my nipples and if I want to show them then I should be able to especially if I'm a nude model like I I don't want to uh, cut off my my torso or, you know, this is ridiculous. So it actually has, um, you know, lit a fire under my ass to, to start this exclusive content uh, realm, which is launching at the end of this month. And I'm super excited about that because I kind of get to really let my freak flag fly and invite others to, to do the same, you know, because I think there's so much shaming going on and there's so many people going underground that I want to be um, some kind of opposite force that's, uh, you know, being more expressed and more fully expressed and, like, here I am in all of my expression and I invite, you know, my my members and my viewers to do the same. Uh,
0: so being from Australia, I, I mean, I love Australians and uh, the – in other parts of Europe other countries it just seems so i don't know backwards to me that the government the US government specifically is putting such laws against nudity it's like i can i can understand sex trafficking and that aspect but nudity, the body's beautiful. If you're not spread eagle, even if you are, I don't know, I feel like every other country is probably like laughing at some of what we put on it. We just, there's so much stigma around the body and there doesn't need to be right. And so I don't know, your nipples are beautiful. Why not? Yeah. If you want to show them to people, why not have that ability to do that? Why does it have to be against the law?
2: Absolutely. Actually, I was a burning man for the first time last year and um, fell in love with Black Rock City, and um, I, I was wearing not very much, as you know, as you do at Burning Man. And I made this friend, and, and he asked me, "What's with the what's with the pasties?" You know, <laughs> and, and he said, "I've been to Burning Man like ten years in a row, and I, it's always been nipples. This is the one place where." You know, females can show their nipples and not feel threatened, and he's like, all of a sudden, there's all these paces popping up. And I said, well, think about it. Look at the look at the new sec- security laws on Facebook and Instagram and all the social media networks. Like, you've we're basically sending these unconscious messages to girls that it's okay if you're a boy and you show your nipples, but it's there's it's not okay if if you're a girl. And um, it's just so interesting because then you think about, well, wow, this is a really okay, well, what about transgender? Like, is there not a huge gray area here where like, where does this fit in this in this category, you know? And why, why are girls being sent messages that there's something wrong with their nipples? I actually had a, a nip slip on my Instagram once and it started a bit of a riot in this forum on the comments um, because someone came on and said, this is inappropriate. You know, there are children on Instagram. <laughs> And other other followers of mine kind of jumped into the forum and they said, "Look, dude, like the the human body is a beautiful thing, and there's there's nothing offensive or gratuitous here." And and then another another follower jumped in and said
1: nipples aren't hurting children yeah they're not <laughs> hurting children and then if you go to other cultures in other countries it's different standards and people just forget to think about that they forget to think outside of their own cultural experience and 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 what you know that they think that that's the norm and the standard everywhere but it's just a social conditioning it's a social construct of where we live in this time, specific time period you know it might not be the same in a hundred years hopefully hopefully people get a little more comfortable with some nip and some nudity and the body that you were born in and, you know, deciding that you have to cover it up from the start because it's too much and inappropriate. It's just old stuff that comes from the, like the Bible or from religion or a whole bunch of uh, things that were designed to control people's bodies. So that's my rant. Totally,
2: No, totally. <laughs> yeah. And when you think about it, like the nipple is one of the first things a child comes in contact with in the world. So it's
0: yeah.
2: Uh, and it it is like a life force for them. So is I just yeah. is that
0: going to affect mothers that are um like freeing the boob like on Instagram? There's you know there's is that is this law going to affect them? I I don't know, but it's I that's I mean, like a that, good question, that, that right? Thing,
2: that's like that's absurd. They have that, rooms now, like at airports, where you know, know breastfeeding rooms. I'm like, okay, that's this is kind of absurd. A woman should be able to breastfeed wherever In she public. she so chooses. You know, oh,
1: yeah. 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 It's just a knit people. Um, okay. So your creative project that you're doing though. So when you said that you're so to, to create exclusive content, your mean means that you've created your own site with your own material. And so you're just going your own direction. You're not relying on other sites to take care of that for you because they're all now being completely censored. Like what is is that? Is that just what that means that you're just going your own direction and creating whatever it is that you want to freely express yourself?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a paid members, um, it's going to be for paid members. Um, Obviously I'll still be posting content on my social media, but, and I will hopefully lure them into my exclusive content realm. But yeah, that's, that's um, once, once they're in that realm, then they'll get to experience Kimberly's full expression, which I'm really, really excited about because I have a lot of ideas and things that I want to do. And um, you know, so, and, and uh, I don't always get booked on jobs that, I dream up in my mind. So I've kind of decided instead of waiting for these shoots to come up, for the perfect job to come up, I could create this paid member site and use that revenue to pay for the shoots that I've always wanted to do and be able to kind of let let my imagination run wild
0: that sounds great yeah and then
1: it gives you the freedom to do whatever you want you're you are not being centered by anyone and no one at this point can come to you and shut your website down at least they haven't passed those laws yet but at this point uh it gives you room to be fully expressive about your sensuality and sexuality as you please
2: exactly exactly because Ooh. it's not it's not third party content that's that's what the laws are really addressing is is uh is the third party content. So if I created for instance if I created a public forum on my website I could then be and and say something started happening on that forum from other users and they started maybe hustling on my forum I would then be in trouble or could you know could potentially be in trouble. That's that's what's so kind of ludicrous here is is it's actually not the traffickers who are being targeted by this law it's the hosts of the website of anywhere that those traffickers have posted um, you know an ad so it's actually then gone into this really widespread law where everybody has to kind of fear for for their third-party content now which is it's kind of going against all this freedom that we've experienced for i don't know the last decade or so on the internet but that is that is about to change. That that the the period of the era of, of freedom of expression on the internet has definitely come to a bit of a halt.
1: Mm. Well, I highly suggest everyone free the nip.
0: <laughs> check out yeah, check out
1: this content at KimberlyKmodel.com. Um on a side note, because I've met you in person before um, I just want to throw this out there because, um, we only have a, a little bit, a little bit longer of the podcast, but I know that you're in an open relationship and this is a total side note. Um, but I just want to know if you can share like your top two to three favorite tips, um, that for our listeners to navigate open relationships. Like what have you learned that works for you? Ooh,
2: um, I, I learned, uh, things by doing everything wrong. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I, I was in a relationship, an open relationship for a long time and I, I kind of, I don't know, I guess I abused the freedom a bit and used, used the label as some kind of um, excuse for for doing what I whatever I wanted and, and without any consequences. But um, now I'm in a different kind of open relationship and I'm actually learning so much about, you know, so much about what, what that means to actually be in the open relationship and face it instead of just kind of using it. Um, so I guess my three, I mean, my first one would be definitely acknowledging jealousy. Um, cause for a long time I just pretended that I wasn't, I actually not just pretended I convinced myself that I wasn't a jealous person. And as a result, if I did get triggered and jealous feelings came up, because I didn't identify with them, they kind of stayed in my shadow and, and festered there and and manifested in, in accusations and blame and, you know, not really taking responsibility for my feelings. So that would be my next, that would probably be my next point. Uh, communication, um, yeah, and actually talking about things and going through them together and realizing that just because you're going through a rough patch doesn't mean you're not going to come out of it the other side. Um, and negotiation, I think, um, that's the, that's the best thing about open relationships is that you get to create your own rules, you know, and we've, we've all been given these, these rules of monogamy and they've been handed down to us, but, um, they're not necessarily rules that are in line with who we are, you know? So I think the greatest thing is if you can find people who, you know, can voice their expectations and you can voice yours and, and your needs. And you can find negotiations to make to find a place where everybody feels respected and everybody feels loved and and valued and and free to express themselves in in every way that they want to.
1: I think that's like the general theme of 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 course of our podcast in general, but of this episode, whether we were talking about the Foster Sesta laws or open relationships, it's really um to start paying attention to Uh, who's making rules for your life and for your sexuality and sensuality and your relationships and um, a lot of people, I think, don't even notice that. And they just believe into the story, you know, the, the myth of what everything should look like. And, you know, laws are passed. They start abiding by them and not questioning them and how it's really hurting their freedom of expression or their freedom of choice of who they are as sensual as sexual beings. And that in turn can make it so that you get feel kind of stuck or uh, caged, like you're not living to your fullest potential And So I I think these are just great things, even if you're not an open relationship to just consider like, you know, why am I in a monogamous relationship and like, okay, that feels true to me. But where did that come from? You know, how was What was I taught and why am I choosing this? And um, and if it's for you, then it's for you. And if it's not and you're starting to hear some things of like, oh, there's other options, then start exploring them. Mm, Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I love that idea of kind of. Reanalyzing uh, whose rules are these are these my rules Were they given to me. Yeah. I think that's a really fun fun place to explore
1: Yeah, yeah A lot of people don't even think that way I remember when I know that for April and I when we started doing that with our sensuality and sexuality We were like, whoa Okay, there's a lot of bullshit here and there's a lot <laughs> of options and now our lives are just so much more fulfilling It's wonderful. Yeah yeah. Um, so how can people find your work tell us a little more about can they follow you on Instagram tell us more about your, like. They, and you can name your website again
2: yes please um, I have Instagram and Twitter it's the same handle it's Kimberly K model all one word And my website uh, right now, you can go onto the website and you can put your email down for um, to be notified of the launch. The launch happens, I think, around the 27th of June. And the website is KimberlyKModel.com.
1: And we'll have a photo on our website of you that I'm going to ask you to send me of your sexy self, (laughs) uh, so people can check you out. And we'll put it on our Instagram too, so you know who we're talking to. Um, And everyone, if you have more questions about these laws that we're talking about, even if you like, like Kimberly said, you know, you're not a sex worker, you're not a live nude model. Um, but just to be aware of how they're uh, they might be affecting you indirectly, and you don't aren't even aware of it, or affecting someone, affecting someone that you know. Um, so it's always good to educate yourself and be aware of what's going on. Absolutely.
0: Well, Kimberly, yes. anything else you want to add? No, I just I've had a really fun time. Aye. Thank you so much. <laughs> We've had a fun time. I love learning about snakes and sexy <laughs> fetish modeling and. Freeing the Nip and Fosta. very, very informative yet exciting and um, inspirational too. I think you're doing great work for those thank you. Um, folks out there. That, you too. Um, I really today. admire what
2: you're doing. I really oh. admire what you're doing with this podcast. So Thanks. thank you, and keep keep being amazing trailblazers.
0: Oh, you too, Kimberly. And we hope to see you soon. We'll look for you uh, on your Instagram. We'll follow you right now. Um, awesome. Yes. All right. <laughs> You take care. Have a wonderful day. And thank Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in every Tuesday to this Shameless Sex podcast. We love each and every one of you. We'll see you next Tuesday, y'all. Ciao for now. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more.
1: And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code
0: SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.